All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is Monday, August 28th. We are done with the preseason, and we have a special episode for you today. Uh, we will open up with some of the biggest news of the We've NFL season thus far. Two big stories. Two big stories since you last heard from us. So I'll let... Kev, do you want to go first with the story that affects you, or should I go with the one that affects me? Listeners, I, I'm sure you're on the I, edge of your seat. I, I'm, yeah, I, I guess I'm confused with which one affects you, but go for it. <laughs> it's all right. You know, honestly, this is a little bit more. This is the lesser of the news, anyway. The Ravens' preseason streak is now over. Oh, yeah. It is sad. It was special. It'll never happen again. If you were along for the ride, you witnessed something that will never be replicated. And it's just, it's a shame that it's gone, but we can all don't, smile don't, that it happened. Don't cry because it's gone, smile because it happened kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm now hoping that the Ravens start another preseason streak and it is an unprecedented losing streak. I just want to <laughs> see it flip and I want to see them go 24 straight losses in the preseason. Anyway, yeah. that's, uh, that's all I've got. Big news. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely much bigger news uh, than the we'll other thing that much. has. Thank been you the for saying that. Talk of every NFL slash sports related show um, for the last what four days, including um, really, oh, really almost a week since they announced. Uh, but or in a three day span, the Niners announced that Sam Darnold won the backup job, and Trey Lance was going to be QB three. Uh, wow. Two days later, about an hour before their preseason game. Uh, it's announced he gets traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. Um, as this is just a Jerry go, circus, man. Yeah, it, as it goes, um, the uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch uh, were interviewed about it multiple times. Uh, said exactly what you'd expect to say, right? You know, we wish nothing but the best for Trey. You know, we, he, but basically, we find out that they gave Trey, us an offer we couldn't refuse. No, th- they said Trey was the one who asked, "Can I get traded?" Because um, he wanted an opportunity to be the backup somewhere. And so afterwards, he basically said, hey, like, I, I'm willing to stay, but I would like to get traded if I have an opportunity to be a backup somewhere else and have the opportunity to get more playing time. And they were like, yep, we're going to do what's best by you in this situation um, and give you the opportunity. And they were like, oh, you know, we still think he has a chance to do a lot in this league. It's just we did, he didn't have the opportunity in this room. He had some bad breaks, kind of a situation, right? Um, the, yeah, I, as a Niner fan, right, there's a lot of sides to this. So I'll, I try to take... My bias side goes, you know what? This sucks because we wasted all the draft capital to go get him. But we're still a good team. So it's not like, oh, wow. Like it, the, What bothers me is everyone's acting like John Lynch is a failure. Really? Because he also put together a top three roster in football, even with this big mistake. He's a liar so like, let's, for sure. But that's different. It, well, say this liar, is the liar or not a teller of full truth. <laughs> that's, that's As question, in, uh, right? if you put John Lynch on the media stand and ask him questions, odds are he's lying to you. That's all. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's They're true. alternative he's, facts. I guess I see your point from some anyway, extent. Anyway, we're diverging from the Trey Lance yeah, thing. I was just making a joke. The point you, is, the yeah. point is, they had two number three draft quarterbacks and the last draft pick in the same quarterback room. If you told me that the two number three first-round picks were not the starting quarterback, and they like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, on paper, it's just so absurd that Purdy yeah. is their starter, and they're trading away the guy they traded up for for nothing. 
Yeah. The way, they, the way they, I heard they, it described I, I, I will, I will, they won I the will, scratcher. They won the scratcher at the very yeah. end. It, 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 this is all, they got saved because of Brock Purdy, right? If Brock Purdy didn't end up being good, then this is a much bigger deal than what it already is. And I already think it's a huge so deal from a lot of things. But the thing with this whole train line situation was a lot of this was bad luck. He may end up being a complete bust, right? When this is all said and done, he could end up being horrible even after injury, take the injuries out. He's healthy the rest of his career, and he may end up still not doing anything. That may may or may not happen, right? But he's only played four NFL games because he's been injured so much. So from that end, like, let's not act like it's set in stone that this dude is the worst quarterback in NFL history. There have been plenty worse quarterbacks that have played before him. Um, we He's genuinely an unknown quantity at this point. Um, so from that end, uh, let's all take a step back and then remember what is actually at stake in terms of the entirety of that team. When this trade was made, this trade was made at a time where the Niners were at a Super Bowl caliber roster and everybody was criticizing them specifically about the quarterback position saying Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be able to win the big game. And the only way the Niners are going to win a Super Bowl is if they take a big swing at a quarterback and trade for a big-name quarterback, sign a big-name free agent, all of that. At the time, that was the narrative. It just sounds like you're reading a script is why I'm laughing is all. Uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm you're fine. No, not. you're I'm, fine. Uh, okay. That was the narrative, though, right? That, that was what all of the media was saying. After the Niners blew the big lead uh, in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, after Jimmy got hurt in 2020 – Everybody said, okay, the Niners can't win the big one because of Jimmy Garoppolo. He is the issue, right? And yes, everybody said, if you guys don't take a big swing at a quarterback, there's no chance you're going to have any success. Right? You're just going to be in this perpetual purgatory situation. So the Niners go, what do they do? They take a big swing to go get a quarterback. And it didn't work. But like, do you think that maybe there's a chance? Maybe there's a chance that it is true that they wanted Mac Jones and then they traded up. And then they were kind of like almost maybe pressured and bullied into the reality that's like you don't trade up for a guy like Mac Jones. He's not athletic. You don't trade up for a guy like that. You just stay put. And so they're like, well, we got to take the athletic guy. And so they traded up for Trey Lance because truly Trey Lance is the kind of guy that you do trade up for. I don't think that's what happened. I think that was one where – and right, this is where you go, who do you believe, right? Do you believe the people that – you know the Niners organization that's going to say whatever they need to to back up their opinions or and their actions that they this did. This is me creating. Or do you a just want to have this isn't me believing right? anyone. No, no, but this like, isn't you know, me they said, anyone. Yeah, people were talking about that. We don't really know where anybody got that from because we had never talked about drafting him uh, at that high. Um, they also had said, you know, we hadn't made up our mind on who we were going to take. We just knew that we wanted our choice of quarterback. Is essentially what they were saying. So from that end, they went and took a big swing and they missed. Right. But that was yeah. why they took that big swing. Everyone's like, oh, they wasted all this stuff. Okay, but that was why they did it. It just ends up being that the Dolphins, on the other hand, hit on every single one of those picks that they ended up using because they traded one for Bradley Chubb, they traded one for Tyree Kill, and they drafted Jalen Waddle with one, right? So it just makes it right. worse when each one of those first-round picks got used, whether it was a direct draft pick or a trade, for a very talented player, right? 
Um, so from that end, it just it, it does make it feel really lopsided when you're like, yep, those three first round picks that are no longer with the Niners ended up being three Pro Bowl players, if not all Pro players or MVP caliber type uh, receiver and Tyree Kill. It just goes like shit. Maybe we could have done something a little different here. But the reality is, to go get a quarterback and have a chance at a big quarterback, we would have had to spend those big three, right? So no matter what we would have had to take a shot at a, I, I, we wouldn't have traded for a Russell Wilson, right? We, but we would have had to give up at least three first rounders to get Russell Wilson. Like think of all the quarterbacks that were available at that time. Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the table at that point either. Um, Kirk Cousins would have been the best option that was even discussed, and everybody would have still given you shit for draft Kyle trading Shanahan's three first rounders for favorite Kirk Cousins. Quarterback. Kyle's you know, so it's like quarterback though. Let's all just chill, and then everyone's like, "Oh, this Trey Lance is the biggest bust." Like, hey, it's like let's like give Trey a shot. Like, when's the last? Calling like, him Pey- a bust right now. Peyton Manning. Or, I mean, he is like, the Niners. Was it just Pey- Peyton Manning situation. literally set the rookie interception record in his first season. Like, he set the record for most interceptions as a rookie. And obviously ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. The dude played we four are also, games. We are also <laughs> in like a different era of the NFL. Like Terry Bradshaw was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL throwing for 10 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Like it's just, you know, the game's changed. Uh, Agreed like it's changed. Agreed it's changed. But from a perspective of like, let's, let's give the guy more than four games, right? Justin Fields oh, has lost almost every single game that he started and some of them by a lot. And he's considered an MVP candidate this year. So like, let's I all mean, just like chill. When I think, we talk. I think like, we obviously all, you've I shown think, yeah. some more skills, but like, yes, it's a big story because of all the draft capital. Uh, I, I just as a Niner fan, am now happy to have this past us and we could just all kind of move on from this situation because it was just drama that was unnecessary. And I feel bad for Trey and I'm hoping this can kind of reset things and get things kind of back in a proper order and we can all just kind of move on. Um, Right. But I just, so from, we, I from think that, we all that's, agree that's he needs, thinking. he needs to play. I mean, it's just, of course, like now that it's all happened, you see the numbers get thrown out and it's, I mean, he, he set the record for a first round quarterback, like the least game started and it's not close at four. He professional, like organized football snaps high school through now. Like he had less than Geno Smith attempted last year in a season. So, I mean, yep. it's like, we all agree, like the dude needs to play. And yep. maybe that's saying go have fun in the XFL and start in the XFL just to get reps. Who knows? Or maybe it's be a backup for the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't who knows. Um, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, he he obviously needed snaps. I think that that's apparent. Yeah, but, I, I think that's what just sucks is I feel bad for him. It, injuries at that point, like and you could just say, you know, he was injury prone, maybe I you know, you that could be the next argument, whatever. But like the reality is he had a lot of injuries and he was in a situation where he wasn't ready to start. So from this end, like, you know, I wish him the best. That is probably the biggest story of the preseason. I would argue, um, uh, Ravens. I would argue this is much bigger than the Ravens, but, uh, that is what uh, it is. Ravens was um, literally the preseason. Yeah. Did they, but, did they win their last preseason game? Just curious. Uh, I have no idea. But how are um, we not keeping tabs on this, guys? Uh, I'm looking right now. They lost. I, I, that's so the question go. answer. Word. They lost it. Appreciate. They did lose. Well, so, yeah, they did, did lose. But, um, yeah. Guys, so, the uh, new streak has started. from a news perspective. Two-game losing streak <laughs> for the Ravens, boys. We're, we're starting a new streak now. It's time to turn a new leaf. Um, anyway. 
that was kind of the news of uh, the preseason. But to transition, I guess, into this next part. Kevin, to transition, do you have a bold prediction for Trey Lance's career? I just gave my prediction for what's next for the preseason Ravens. All-time losing streak. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so just to transition to what we're going to do next, we want to start talking about bold predictions for this season. Um, Cam has said before, recording on air, his goal is to go uh, zero for zero for everything that he talks about today Batting that's zero. how bold he's going we're, gonna, we're so. trying to be hey if we all if we're all thinking <laughs> the same thing going for if we're all thinking the same thing none of us are thinking at all so i'm coming really out here with some bold predictions and if if i if i hit then maybe i didn't yeah, think hard enough I, I, gotta, I don't have any bold predictions on trey lance's part just because i haven't had a chance to think about what's going to happen here in dallas uh that's a different thing i do i do. okay hit it okay Dak's going to implode in the first four games, and he's going to get the start in the middle of the season. Whether he wants is another question. He's going to get that one start. Not to be that guy, but when you say implode, do you mean like throw double-digit picks in the first four games, or do you mean like his knees just like his performance, his arm? not his – I, I <laughs> yeah, never wish yeah, I, I just, just want to make sure. Yeah, no. no I'm, <laughs> just I think ask. that that word typically is I, related to your performance and not like your kneecaps. Well, we just did have this Titanic sub implode, so – it's been known to happen to people in the news. Wolf. Um, okay. Wolf. Yeah, I'm talking right. about his performance is going to decline, you know, his little competition. And I, I'm not a Trey Lance hater. I think he could give Jack Dak a run for his money. Oh, I've been a Trey Lance truther. I am a little, like, worried about, you know, just because he is somewhere where there is a bona fide starter. I think I think Atlanta would have been so much better for him, but it is what it is. Um, uh, that's where I thought he was going if we were going to get anything, but I think they have, they have too many other projects themselves. I think they just didn't want to add to give it. Up. Yeah. Give up Atlanta. I anyway. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um I do not have a Trey Lance bold prediction. However, um I have a different young quarterback bold prediction. Um this one might be a really hot take. Let's hear I don't it. know. Um I think Kenny Pickett's gonna throw for thirty five touchdowns and four thousand yards this season. Um I'm loving this. Even I almost with, made a I almost and made here's a Steelers the thing is, prediction. Is I, I also think it might happen. I don't know if it'll happen with or without Matt Canada. It's a much bolder prediction if Matt Canada stays their OC. But I also think it might happen if they fire him halfway through the season. <laughs> and Kenny Pickett just they just are kind of like, all right, let's let Kenny Cook and see what happens. I'm, I I love this. I spirit. think George Pickens is unbelievable. Um, yes. I I don't know. I'm. I Kenny I'm showed me something last year. This is. Also, the fact that I have him in Dynasty football, maybe I um, need to be high on him, but I am, I'm in. I'm in. I'm so happy you're saying this. I think I am in on the Steelers this year. I was trying to think of a bold prediction for the Steelers. However, that's a good one. I, I already have my stat-based one. I try to stay away from a lot of stat-based things, and I just felt like saying the Steelers win the division or something like that wasn't bold enough because I am I truly am not in on the Steelers where I think it's like actually – I'm just I'm I just all Steelers positive talk I'm about right now. Kenny Pickett, let's go. I think I think he's going to be a guy there. I'm in on it. I'm yeah. really in on everything that's going on in Pittsburgh right now. Yep. Ooh. Yep. All right. Cam. I'll go. I'll go for my. I'll follow your lead. I'll take a stats one. I so listeners, I I did have to like rework this because I don't think my prediction was as bold before we started recording, and I'm happy I vetted that because I'm swinging for the fences here. But Derek Carr has been known to have one target when he plays football. And if he don't got that target, it ain't happening. And he, Michael I Thomas think, is back? 
I think Chris Olave is going to go for 1,400 <laughs> yards and 15 touchdowns. And if that's the spirit of where I'm going with this is Chris Olave is going to be the best wide receiver in football this year, at least on a stats-based fantasy football-wise. I think Derek Carr is going to feed that man. However, I am going to backdoor this with if something really bad happens to Chris Olave and you never know, maybe can't guard Mike is back. I'll have Michael Thomas getting the 1,415. But I think it's going to be Chris Olave. I think Derek Carr is going to like Chris Olave. But you never know. Like there was that one year where he just like fed Hunter Renfro and Hunter Renfro got everything. What if that's can't guard Mike? I don't know. So I'm thinking someone in New Orleans is going for 1,415. Give it to me. And I, I really wish Will was here for this. I, I'm coming up with a bold one for New Orleans just here and talking. I just I wish think, Will was here because this is Derek Carr. It's it's his little <laughs> saints. Like he love. I just am wish that I, he could either be here to like it or push back on me. I don't know, but I I am liking a Saints receiver to go off hard this year due to. I, uh, I'm going to take a different Saints receiver, but it's actually their tight end, Juwan Johnson. I think Juwan Johnson is going to be a top four tight end in the NFL this year off of receiving yards. That would be my hot take. I think as much as I like Chris Olave, I think he's going to get a lot of the attention. Um, Derek Carr was known to feed Darren Waller uh, when healthy, um, and even his backups when Derek Waller, when Darren Waller was out. Um, that would be my bold prediction. I really doubt that's going to happen, but... You know, if we're going to swing for the fences, I'm actually going to if take Juwan Johnson. you're going to swing Juwan for the Johnson. fences, go Juwan Johnson number three. Go Juwan Johnson number three. I, I mean, no, who, I don't who think do you that's have possible. <laughs> I mean, you've pro- who do you got in the three? Like, uh, Andrews, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey? Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle. And you think Kittle will actually, like, be like a... At least Brock I'm talking Purdy fantasy right Kittle. now. With Brock Purdy as a starter, Kittle was... Health-wise. Kittle was the number one tight end or number health-wise. one or two with Brock Purdy as quarterback last health-wise. year. Health-wise. Yeah. George well, Kittle's also never played a full season. That would be, the, but even then, he's still been a very solid tight he's end. He's very talented. Thousand, he's very good. But even thousand yeah. yard, even thousand yard stat season. So that's why I just uh, it yeah. gets tough to. to think. I was like, but, if he's out there, yeah. I do think he's a top three tight end. Absolutely. I just am like when it's all said and done, I think I just don't see him playing enough. I hate. Well, to it say depends. It. If he plays fourteen games, it's a lot different than if he plays you know ten games, right? And his injuries typically haven't been you know eight nine games getting missed they're typically you know three or four games so um that's what you that's hope. fair okay yep well if we're uh if we're talking tight end predictions i got another young guy tight end prediction oh, here raiders i think michael mayer is gonna win the starting <laughs> oh job from hooper Every, everybody at home finish your drink <laughs> i think i think michael mayer is very good <laughs> i think hooper has had good seasons he had great seasons with the falcons he had okay seasons with the browns but i just think Michael Mayer is gonna get unleashed this season. Michael Mayer was a second round pick, right? I think so. He better take the job from Hooper. He was a very so, no, no shade, was, was no shade to my fellow Spartans. I also have another tight end prediction. Uh we can oh, go wow. this way. This one's a little bit less of a swing for the fences. Uh, but I was talking with my dad this uh weekend. We were talking, you know, different stuff, UCLA football, whatever, right? Uh Greg Dulcich with the Browns. Uh, was a fantastic UCLA tight end. He really caught on at the end of is last year. Is he not year. on the Broncos anymore? That's a, what did I say? Did I say you Browns? Said Browns? Oh, mm-hmm. Broncos. Yeah. Sorry. Close enough. I was going to say, My yo, bad. if, if Dulcich is on the Browns, you are listeners. You already know. I think the Browns are going to be good. I, that's it. Was that, the that's good the B for team. My bad. Uh, no worries with the Broncos. Russell Wilson typically doesn't feed his tight ends a ton. Uh, they're just but kind of the like a third down safety out. blanket. 
Yeah, I could see Greg Dolce. He's not going to have that big of a year, but I could see him going for like a 700-yard season, and that's where I'm thinking too. So, um, I, Kevin, you you brought us in. You're setting me up for my landing on my true bold prediction number two here. All right, do it. Because you're talking about you know Denver and everything. This one, again, I'm trying to bat zero, listeners, so this probably won't happen. But if you want to – you heard it here first moment. Sources are saying Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. By the trade deadline, Stefan Diggs is going to force his way out of Buffalo and get traded to either the Denver Broncos, the Green Bay Packers, or the Cleveland Browns. If they might need a number one receiver to truly elevate Jordan Love. You never know. Maybe Christian Watson's really good. Romeo Dubs is like a good number, like number three. I'm just saying I do not – they just made a trade with the Jets. They've got some capital. I'm not going to rule out the fact that if Stefan Diggs is so, so disgruntled, he wants out of Buffalo, that maybe Green Bay is like – Jordan Love could use a guy, and it's the trade deadline. This it, it, NFC North up for grabs. Let's stick it to the Vikings. I don't know. We'll see it. Hmm. If I, I mean, Back if I'm Diggs, them. the Broncos are the only ones that really seem like a great option for those three. I'm worried about the Broncos and what they have to give up, but I'm hoping that he's like a th- he's an over 30 year old wide receiver. I think maybe he's 30 exactly. I don't actually know how old Stephon Diggs is, but they're white. Like Jerry Judy's hurt. Tim Patrick's done for the season. I'm worried about the Denver receiving core. If Sean Payton and Russell Wilson need to just be like, we cannot have five wins again. You never know. And then Here's and th- Cleveland, you, Cleveland's already you're not, all you're in not too. wrong. The thing with the Broncos is it's something that I you know again I'm Diggs a is 29. I'm a traditionalist and all of that, but uh, I've always been like a run the ball guy. It's something I guess I always learned. My dad always talked about too growing up, but Big run the ball, run there. the ball, run the ball. Javante Williams coming back. I think he's going to be good. We'll see what Sean Payton is. A, I, 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 I don't think Russ, you're wrong Russ there. It is a pass first league though, but also I, that's a whole Russ. different, like watching things evolve and then disevolve. I can get in on that. It's pretty fun. Um, but Russ is a great passer and in, in a good season, Irregular season such as last year, he can extend the play pretty long. I think uh, Diggs yeah. get some wild catches out of that with him. I just and yeah, I just don't know Jordan Love. No one does right now, but we'll see. <laughs> but my back door to all of this is if Tra- Stefan Diggs is not so disgruntled that he forces his way out to a trade to one of those three teams, that he is still so disgruntled that it becomes a big enough distraction. The Buffalo Bills get last place in the AFC East. Wow, that would be wow. uh, that's bold. That'd be You're bold trying to get zero here. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's bold. But if it happens, you heard it here first. But I'm saying it's bold. It's very not likely. But clearly, I am going for Stefan Diggs not happy trouble for the Bills theme. I mean, Stefan so, Diggs not happy is kind of like sky blue. So I'm gonna. I go. mean, yeah, I don't think it's a hot take that he's unhappy right now. I'm just saying, how far is it going to go? And I'm I'm going. I'm swinging for the fences. Do you think you it's going to be like? Uh, uh, the Steelers had with just like not showing up one day and just like, no, I'm out. Just like, not like no communication, not even like release me, trade me. Just like, like Lev Bell. No, I don't know though. Stefan Diggs is kind of a, we'll see. I think, I think you'll just start seeing like him yelling at people on the sidelines, but he'll still play. But I think we'll just see him getting very more. Here's the thing is we all think he's a diva. Obviously like we grew up with Antonio Brown, obviously not grew up, but you know, we had, we got to experience Antonio Brown's decline um, and everything that happened there. 
Um, I'm like, not predicting. You go talk close to, to people that. that were watching even before we were able to like fully comprehend. Like I remember watching To a little bit and Randy Moss towards you know mid of his career when he got to the Patriots. But realistically, I didn't get a you know oh, I don't remember a ton especially. of him on the Vikings. To was wild, dude. To I, I remember. Yeah. I yeah. remember specific press conferences. Like I remember the one in his driveway where he's just oh, like shirtless working out in his driveway. Yeah, yeah. it's. Things like that, like we talk about, like what diva receivers were. It's been, there's been a couple that have been pretty bad. Randy Moss, he wasn't nearly as bad. He had his moments here and there, Um, but 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 it's been pretty crazy. Deion Sanders were like, that was a persona they knew. They weren't necessarily like. like, I was like, yeah, go back to the Cowboys and and he'll tell you some stuff, dude. Because like, like, yeah, you go back to Cowboys Niners, like standing on the star, like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that was a big deal. I mean. My dad always says that he hated Deion Sanders until he joined the Niners. So the the Falcons were in the same division as the Niners for a while. I remember that. So from that end, like he had to play against Deion a lot. Then he came, won a Super Bowl with the Niners, and then left to the Cowboys, and he hated him again. Right. So it's it's that it's that kind of an idea. Um, it, it's it, there's always been that kind of personality. I think did you know? Kind of has that. But did you guys know that Deion Sanders not only played in a Super Bowl but also a World Series? Yeah, I did not. I, I think he's the only. He is. person in history he is. to do both i was asked that as a trivia question on friday and my guest was bo jackson and they're like that's actually not a bad guess but it's wrong yeah, it's, it's that is like and i was like i did not know dion i didn't know dion had a whole baseball thing so maybe that's common knowledge. With the I, white Sox, right i have no idea the white Sox remember what series impressive oh no it was the braves reds i thought he was on the atlanta braves too right i have no idea i don't dion know sanders cincinnati reds left fielder Anyway, huh. just Dion Dion Sanders fun fact. That's 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 what I got. Huh. Um I will say my my next hot take. Uh so I like the Giants, but I also hate the Giants. I'm in a very love hate relationship. I I really like Dable. I really don't like Daniel Jones. And I think Saquon at this point is just playing for whatever money he can get. Um, the Aren't Giants are a weird team to me. I don't know. I think that I do think Saquon's a team guy. Yeah, but it, he's also like he's on a one-year deal. He's got to oh, yeah. do whatever he can, to, con- like for I himself mean, at this point, right? Like, I think we might be seeing the evolution of just like running backs are always on contract years now because the same thing happened to Jacobs. Like it just no, might agreed. get to that point. Agreed. <laughs> I, this isn't I mean, a knock against Saquon. Like, yeah, you don't want all. time with like a five-year deal and. Have them get injured because they they get injured a lot. And yeah, it's kind of. Let's see his stats. Like, is it rising or has it always been this way? And we're just like realizing. Keep like, keep track, listeners, of how many times I say it's a passing league now at home. But I'm probably going to be saying that a <laughs> lot this year. Like, it's a passing league now. Well, well since I, that Bill Walsh guy, it's been a passing league. And this is my bold prediction uh, for the Giants. Uh, let's hear it. I I think that Kenny Galladay is going to have ten catches this season. <laughs> Boo! But uh, that actually is like I take it, the that, under. That sounds like a bad like you know, but like yeah, I don't know. Like think about I'd it. I take like, the under. I would take the under on that. Yeah, like I, I genuinely think that might be like a, a tough thing. I, I, my guess is it's probably more like a twenty-five catch season. But I, there's a solid chance that he just ends up being inactive for half the year. I think they're paying him enough money where they can't do that. But he's he annoys me. Yeah. We'll put it that I, way. So what, I just was, remember, was that your real was that your real bold prediction or did you actually No, I genuinely I, I, I think he's okay. gonna, I think he's gonna go for twenty catches this season. And I think okay, that's 20. an overestimation of what he's gonna get. 
I think um, ten was I think ten was generous. So twenty is bold. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the thing. I remember Kenny Galladay with the Lions. He was that good. was the guy that we were all circling on our fantasy draft in you know round yeah. twelve when we all were sitting there going, okay, what's this one guy that I've been able to plug and play? Um, I remember a specific week in fantasy uh, where uh, I'm in a couple of fantasy leagues with my dad and specifically had a one-on-one against him and Kenny Galladay went for three touchdowns and like 180 yards and he needed a miracle game from Kenny Galladay. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, Kenny G. he's stuck in my head forever. Um, and I really thought he was going to be good with the Giants. I remember uh, saying I remember. on this podcast that it was a good signing for the Giants because that will allow them to know if Daniel Jones is a guy or not because they got a true exactly. alpha wide receiver one. I remember saying that. Exactly. There's maybe a reason why I hate Kenny Galladay now. They were tweeting out Kenny, you know, and they like capitalized the NY at the end because he's yeah. with the Giant all that. It was, it, there was a lot going on. It was a very wild time. Um, he was good with the Lions. He was. Uh, and then he got the bag and then I don't know. Like, does he suck? I don't, I just, the reason why I don't like him is I think he got the bag and is just completely unmotivated. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's I kind don't of what understand. The, that's kind of how they are like framing it out of New York. But I mean, I don't actually know what the truth is. I'm not watching practices, but I'm yep. just like, dude, now everyone knows you're not trying and you're still just like not trying. Like, it's just almost infuriating. Like, how does he keep getting away with it? Like he's on yep. the team this year. He's on the team. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's bold. I'm glad you didn't go off like their like win loss record. I feel like any, predicting anything with the Giants is just like so nebulous that it's kind of boring. So yeah. I'm glad you went that route. All right, my last one. I'm just this this one. I I kind of threw together last minute. This one's for the listeners. If you know me, I'm I'm just gonna stay on brand here. It it's another season with the two and non shaman. So our boy Tua, he's gonna get the MVP. <laughs> he's getting MVP. I almost went with the two hundred one. Oh damn it! And look. <laughs> How how does Tuanon say that we were right all along if Tua doesn't win the MVP? Backdoor, Lions win the Super Bowl. Or not Lions, uh, Dolphins win the Super Bowl. So give it to me. Dolphins Dolphins in the Super Bowl. I, I mean, listeners, last if you listen to the AFC, I already have them going to the championship game. Screw it. Tyreek Hill and Tua beat the Chiefs, and then they go on to beat whoever's in the NFC. Big I don't Tyreek care. guy. Big Tuanon <laughs> guy. Tuanon guy. So... Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Two is going for MVP. And if he's not getting the MVP, the dolphins are winning it all Two and on. We will arrive. Got, you will hear us. <laughs> I've got one more prediction. I don't know how bold this is given how much we've kind of talked about it the entire off season, but I'm predicting the lions win their division and one playoff game. Very bolder. Measured. Dream a little di- bigger, yeah. darling. Go bolder. dream a little bigger, darling. Dream bigger. Go bolder. Go bolder. bolder. One playoff game? Go big or go home. They could I mean, definitely they, win one playoff they game. They could They're, be they they might be the betting favorite to win the division right now. Here's the thing though. I don't I don't want to get my hopes up about this. You don't <laughs> have to get your hopes up. You don't no, have no, to. I'm, I'm not trying hey, to make Dan hey, Campbell no, straight I, right I'm now actually gonna stick up for T C three on this one. As someone who gets their hopes up all the time and gets their heart broken, I want to quote George Costanza here for those of you who are Seinfeld fans. Uh, my dream is to be hopeless because when you're hopeless, you can never be disappointed. So I, I agree re- with Thomas. Reasonably high expectations. They're <laughs> going to win a playoff game. And All right. My long shot. I would love to just hear a bonus. At least say they got Aaron Rodgers MVP. We... <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 that was going to be mine wait, wait. too. Damn it. We're backing it up. We're back. That's backing <laughs> it up to the Lions. We're going to, I'm interjecting here a little bit, but to, to keep your bold prediction true, 
and not changed, but still Boulder. It's because they won the division and they only needed to win one playoff game because they were the number one seed and got a bye week. Yeah? Yeah, I think this would imply they're not in the wild card. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but you don't get a bye week for winning your division. But you, I'm saying they're, yeah. the number one, they're the number one seed, so they get a bye week. So they still only win one playoff game, but they're now in the championship game. And they I, win can't, the yeah, I can't control how the seeding shakes out, you know. Even if you win your division, we've seen Come it. On, if say you, it's if a you one win every seed, game. We've seen it in the FC West. You, you win every win game, you're the one seed. The playoffs. Give us a one seed. <laughs> Give us a one seed. <laughs> I'm just... All right, all right, all right. I said what I said. If that one game well, is the is the division, is the uh, whatever, conference, then so be it. Divisional, yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right, all right. So all right. I got but back yeah, enough. I, I, have one, I have one last prediction. Um, and this is going to be one that might – uh, be an unpopular take. I might get yelled at for this one because um, I'm kind of rooting for it in a way just to throw chaos into it. And uh, let's, <laughs> this is something I'm going to regret, regret rooting for. I think they're going to be uh, more than uh, five or more ties in the NFL this season. I and hate you. I know I explain. am alone. I know I am Don't alone explain. in this, but here's why. I've made the case on this pod many times that I think the the only reason I root for ties is because the only way the NFL gets rid of the stupid overtime rules is if there's enough ties that it actually causes a big enough problem in the in the seating in the playoffs um, or in other circumstances that uh, the players and owners essentially step up and be like, we need to get rid of this shit. This is bad. So you, say you just need one important tie. I think yeah, one important but tie is all the case. more ties there are, the more likely that game is an important tie. That's true. <laughs> it, that's true. So that's, uh, that, that's why I, he, I'm like, if I root for the tie, if it's a game I don't care about really, you know, no I don't really care who wins or loses. I root for the tie whenever it goes to overtime purely because of that. And we kind of saw what happened last year, but it wasn't a tie but when the game got canceled, how it was all this controversy. And obviously with, DeMar Hamlin, there was so much things that were going on and hot takes that were getting thrown around that shouldn't have got thrown around. But there were people saying all kinds of shit about how the seating should have gone, how people were getting robbed of this and robbed of that, and this is rigged and all of that. And that wasn't even based off of a tie. That was off of an extraordinary circumstance, right? Um, so I think that all it would take, again, is one important tie that changes everything where it was a fluke play, a weird call, a missed field goal, a, all, something weird, right. That caused a tie to happen um, or multiple ties to happen. And you see a team like let's example, you see a team like the lions tie a couple teams and they go into a seeding round with, they only have, you know, they have two ties on their roster on their record and I'm they end up going this way. You know what I mean? And they end up jumping somebody in that seating. And now everybody's like, Whoa, what, like what just happened? Right. Where it, it or like we, what we would have seen in that Raider or the Raiders chargers a few years ago when they had that, where if they both tie, they both get in kind of a situation. Oh, um, that was so annoying. it's going to be something to that effect. Um, that's how I that think it's going to happen. The tie and you're both in, I think that is the one that changes the rule. Because then you're like, they rigged it. Yeah. But and I think the happen. NFL doesn't want that at all because it's bad for their brand to have anybody like, tie, like to, to, at the end of the day to have a tie. Like they, they need Especially when it's important games to be wins. They need a definitive winner or loser. So that's where, um, that's the only way they ever change it. 
So you haven't had more than two ties in a season since like on on your on your (laughs) on your five tie. Man, I've just. I was trying to figure out what was bold because I felt like four wasn't bold enough. Five five is bold. Five is bold. My question was, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. My question was, does five ties mean that there's ten teams ending the season with a tie on their record, or does like you've got one team just go rogue and they've got five ties on their record? (laughs) No, no, that would be teams that just have. And it's just like like, I'm trying to figure out seven. in like three, or like, honestly, yes. that's how the NFC South I feel like could end up with, like being is like, like the seven, NFC seven, South five. winner has three ties, and that's how they end up winning the NFC South. Because I'm just like um, that. Actually, like I hate ties, but if you have one team that is just like consistently tying people, not consistently, but you know they rattle off like two, maybe three ties, then I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's like the Ravens preseason. I'm like, this is stupid. I love it. I'm in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and that's I don't think that's what's gonna be. I think there will be one team that gets two of the ties though. And then I don't know how it'll get spread out throughout the rest. And the only reason I say that is the NFL has constructed a lot of rules and the way that coaches are coaching the game and calling plays now too has led to a lot of closer games at the end of it. um, Where even if a team is significantly better than the other, uh, they're within a score. And then all it takes is one fluke play to get back into it because people are calling things a little more conservatively. They're not really... Uh, the way defenses are playing, it's a lot more bend, don't break. So drives are lasting a little bit longer. So even if we have higher scoring games, I I just think it's harder to blow teams out in the way that they're calling the game too. Um, So it keeps a lot of of games closer. um, And when weird shit happens, you never know then in overtime. And overtime is just a a flip of the coin, um, literally, and and how it can get decided. And that's where just, you know. That's, yeah, that's, that's, we need that rule to be changed because um, that is yeah. a stupid rule. I uh, I do have a fun fact about ties. I saw this other day just because we're talking about it, so I'm going to whip it out. Do you guys know that the Bears have the most ties in the NFL? However, they have not tied a game since like 1980-something. Yeah, it's probably it was like way back before they oh yeah like it, this, is like, this is like a this is like a 1950s stat that just yeah this is like when they like talk about the Packers and Bears have the most times. wins of all time just because they go back oh and forth God. every single it, it, it was like four teams in the NFL yeah Jeez. say that again Thomas just one more time in in 1920 there were 17 ties <laughs> and there were like six teams the so, Roaring Twenties the Roaring Twenties were legitimately winning seasons like three two and seven yeah. That's that is not how you get a sport to catch on. Um, how does the NFL survive? Wow. Yeah, I don't know how you survive oh, the type of. Now I know why like they that. called it football, where they moderate really after. Like uh, the, yeah, that makes sense. That is incredible. Also, these team names in the twenties incredible. The don't. Rochester scalpers. I don't think you can say that. I was, yeah. Wow, I was going to say don't say them like as a joke, but I was like, oh wow. Yeah, that's that's. I didn't I think, think that, that was worthy of a name change. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think yeah, Dan I mean, Snyder would have changed that name? <laughs> Dan Snyder I how long wouldn't that have. Name Imagine Dan being canceled in like the 30s. I'm like Dan the Snyder. 1930s. I just love it because Dan Snyder would have been the one kicking and screaming about, you will not force me to change my name. And then when he finally does, he gets to tell people, well, I was the owner who changed the name. Yeah. You're like, oh. They also so- played against teams called the Dayton Triangles. Like, Who's got the more aggressive name there? <laughs> the Dayton Triangles? I don't even – is there something about triangles? Like I am I missing something? Like, is it just like It'll the shape? two teams like, named Tigers, Cleveland and Chicago. Wow. That's yeah, funny. The Chicago Cardinals went 3-2-2 two, and two for a fourth place team. <laughs> wow. 
The, the, this the, is... the, winner, the winners of the season were the Akron Pros uh, going 6-0-3 in their division. The Pros. Oh, God. I'll be honest, Kevin. We're laughing. Like, calling yourself the, the Cleveland professionals is almost as pathetic as being like, we're the Oakland Athletics. I'm about it, the, though. The athletes are playing the professionals today. <laughs> That's what we need. Honestly, it's, I'd be more on board with that. It's, it's at least you know, like unique. Funny. There's also the Hammond it's Pros. There's two teams named Pros. <laughs> oh, it was a popular name. Oh, my so gosh. I don't yeah. even Google and you're like, oh, what should we call a team? I don't know. Has anyone else checked it? I don't know. Let me hop on the Telegram to Akron, see what I'm just they saying, their team. We just yeah, found out about just team like names. A of, <laughs> we do, I'm just saying, Washington, you had the professionals and the triangles right there and you still landed on the commanders. It was, that, okay, that the been template awesome. was written. Template was written. You had so many oh, great can names. I make, can I make one more bold prediction? It's not really, I meant to, I forgot about this one. One last do one. It, yeah. Let's get uh, it. I, so my dad and I were talking about this too. We had, what does Magic Johnson, because he's a part of that group, try to change the new name to? Like, I think the commanders change their name before next season to a different name. I do name. think, I definitely the think, the better. I will I don't be think honest. it'll happen until after the season. So it kind of counts as the think, season, but I'm saying before the start of next season, they're going to change. I will say, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, 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 they will not happen in season. So I think before the start of next year is absolutely like, that's the soonest it would happen. I, I do think that they want to push to do a name change. I want to say that like, everyone's just getting their hopes about the red wolves back. However, and I could be wrong on this. Forgive me for saying it. I've been hearing that there's an actual strong, legitimate chance that they become the Redskins again. That would be. I'm absurd. not. I, would, it could so be. I'm not going to lie. Not, I'm just saying. I am not I'm here joking for the chaos when I say that. At that point, I'm not joking when I Same. say that. That doesn't mean that what I read was factual or reliable. But I'm just telling you that I am coming from a genuine place when I say that. That that I've genuinely heard that. Whether it was authentic or not, I don't know. Yeah, I. But I, how I have wild heard it would too. that be? How crazy would that be? I'm not rooting for it, but it would be. It would kind be of crazy. funny to see like how, what happens, right? Like everybody made Dan Snyder out to be the evil guy in this whole situation. Like, I was going to say, because so well, much of this is like rope this? to Snyder. Because so much of this yeah. is tied to Snyder that yeah. they just how immediately they change it. Now? Do, do they, yeah. Everyone's been like, now the bad man's gone. He can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> if this new group changes it Daniel back. Daniel Snyder's gone. We can say the R word again. Yeah, like exactly. And if they all just like get excited and do it. And like, does that, does, is there a fit that happens? Or do people just like... <laughs> Like uh, at least it's not him doing it. We're fine. I like, exactly. I, like I was don't. Was this all I, just like a deep play NFL? Uh, I've like been, play to get I've, Dan Snyder kicked out, and then no one really actually cared, and it was just like the media stirring it up to go against Dan Snyder. Like what? It what would be. The there's so many good team names that you could go with, and they totally botched it the first time by releasing their candidates without like securing the rights to any of them. So all these people snatched up all the the also rights got, to these names. Also so got like leaked. Also, it got like there, leaked well before like they even revealed it. Because when they tried to trademark it, like that became that's like a public domain. But no, they, site they released so like saw. their five candidates, and like people were just snatching up all the trademarks to them instantly. And it's like you guys didn't think that would happen. Like, why would you? Not? I still think. So hopefully, the, they've got a little more competency. In I their, like the like, tails idea. I thought that was, that was like sick. like the like the planes. Yeah, yeah. like I thought that That'd was a cool. sick way, and like it was a way for them to like try to do the military thing that they wanted to do, and like it's still the had, it still has. There's it a way to do the really military cool thing without a story. 
Like if you just like know the story of like the red tail like airplane, that's a very like cool story. If they want, um, so, I mean, it's yeah. DC. They clearly want to. They want to. I'll just say they clearly want to like cling to like history and like the historical tradition. I think red tails would be fantastic. Yeah, personally, I'm an animal guy. They could have I like, a win-win. I like red wolves, rawr, but or or whatever. Too many cat whatever, teams, what, teams, not enough dog teams. Whatever. Yeah. What What does the wolf say? <laughs> not I don't, dog teams. Bark, bark. Um, but I think I well, think red tails for DC would be like really good. We'll see. Bold prediction. Yeah. Or just go back yeah. to the Washington football team. I don't know. Anyway, we'll end it out here. WFT was really probably one of the greatest team names since like the 20s. Yeah, that, it, that was the that was the ultimate don't cry because it's gone, but smile because it happened kind of moment because that was pretty I'm, awesome. I'm honestly I'm, shocked that there was not a team on that list I pulled up that was just like the football team of Chicago. I'm trying to yeah. find like what's the, what's the like the how does the meme template go? Like born... Born too late for the professionals, born too young for the Redskins, born just in time for the Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I do. Peace.